0: Sorry if I drink a lot today. We were camping all weekend um, in White Oak, so I think I lost a whole lot of sweat. Um, I was going to bring a, bring a sweat towel up here, but if you've ever watched a sermon and a guy brings a sweat towel up, you know he's about to start preaching, preaching. <laughs> so I didn't want expectations to get too high. Uh, a wise man once told me, uh, under-promise and over-deliver. So I live by that on the daily. Um, but I'm excited to share today uh, what God's been been working on with me uh, for a while now, so um, looking forward to it. Uh, before we jump into it, we will open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that uh, we're gathered here today. We thank you that we had the opportunity to worship you this morning, God, and we thank you for our praise and worship team. We thank you that uh, you've given me the opportunity to share, but I pray that these words are not mine, but yours, and that those need to hear it, please receive it. Uh, and meditate on it, and we thank you that your word is here to guide us and direct us, and we pray all these things in your name. Amen. 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 So um, if you would with me open, I was worried, Stephen started talking about Matthew, and I was like, oh no, he's gonna take my take all my notes. Uh, matthew seven, we're gonna be in seven though, so you were close. matthew seven twenty four uh, through twenty seven. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash." So the importance of a foundation is oftentimes overlooked in, in everything we do. We, we overlook the importance of a foundation because the foundation, once it's there, we, we tend to ignore it. But it is so important to everything we do. And you know, you can take, take real, real life examples as far as, uh, think about football. Um, in football, what is, what is oftentimes talked about as the most important thing is your offense and defensive line. It can be you could have the greatest quarterback in the world. You could have the greatest running back in the world without a bad, with a bad offensive line. You're, you're done. Look at, look at Joe Burrow this year um, in the playoffs. They went and they beat Kansas City even though they gave up nine sacks. That's, that's not a winning recipe, and that might get you by an inferior quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, but then you run up on a guy like Matthew Stafford, who has had 10 plus years of experience in Detroit learning what not to do, and then you, you can't, that's not a recipe to win. So uh, your offensive line, the foundation of your football team is so important to your success, and you can look at everything in your life and you look at what you build your foundation on. What do you build your foundation on? Because you're, that's going to be what you're going to come back to when you, times are tough. Like this passage said, storms are going to come, rains are going to come. We just sang about it, about times being tough and what stands firm through all of that, Jesus Christ. So uh, this this kind of started... Actually, July 19th, 2021. The reason I know that is because it was my birthday. Um, we were at Children's Hospital with Braxton. And I told Hallie, I was like, I'm going to try not to get a little emotional. But um, Braxton had to have eye procedure done. And we didn't really know what to expect, what was going on. Um, and so he had had surgery done and his eye had to put him under for four hours. Uh, We're sitting in the waiting room. Um, Long day. We had to be there at six. So finally he gets done and the doctor comes and talks to us. And like I said, we didn't really know what to expect. Um, But the news wasn't really what we were hoping for. Um, Basically, when Braxton was being formed, his eye was, there's blood vessels and veins and fluids come and go, and uh, stuff that was supposed to leave didn't leave, and his eye didn't form the way it should. What that basically meant was that he was not going to be able to see out of his one eye. Um, And thinking about it now, big picture of all the millions of things that could happen, by far not the worst thing that could happen to you. But in the moment at the time, and as a parent, all you want for your kids is, is to them have every single opportunity possible to them for them to grow up happy, healthy. Um, and at the time it was like, man, it kind of shook us a little bit, shook me at least. Um, and I remember after the doctor came and talked to us and we called our parents and we were talking to everybody and it was just Hallie and I in the room with Braxton and he's still kind of out of it drinking bottles cause he hadn't had anything to eat all day. And we're crying and um I remember I looked over at Hallie and uh she said God's in control. And at that moment it uh it put everything back into perspective that no matter what happens with Braxton, because there's a million after you find out that there's a million things That run through your mind. Well, what about his other eye? Is his other eye okay? Well, then, if his other eye is okay, what if something ever happens to that eye? Okay. Well, what what is he not going to be able to do now, growing up? What can he do? What changes are we going to have to make? And and like I said, in the grand scheme of things, now you know, there's there's a million things that could go wrong, but at that moment, you have to have that foundation that's going to keep you strong because. That's hard as a parent to go through something like that. And I'm thankful that I had Hallie there and that we had our foundation and our marriage together in God because that helped get us through that moment in time. And then, you know, that was just the beginning of the road. And it's been a roller coaster ever since. But being able to be rooted in God and have that foundation, definitely things would not have gone the way they have without that foundation. Um, and like Steven said, when when Hallie said that, it was, you know, what's important right now? Braxton, we're in this room with Braxton. He needs us to take care of him. He needs us to love him. And then we'll worry about tomorrow when it comes. Um, you know, and then on the way home, it's like you, you I, Hallie likes to talk about things. I like to just sit here and think to myself for a while. So on the way home, I'm like, all right, what's he going to have to do differently? What changes? So, you know, it's his, it's his left eye, so he can't shoot a right-handed shotgun, so we got to get left-handed shotguns. so um, all that stuff. But, and if you see him now, I mean, he's the happiest little boy ever, and we're blessed. Um, and he wanted Kemper to pick him up during worship today, so. Um, but without that foundation, that, that storm would have taken us out. Um, and really from that, I've kind of got four, four main points I wanted to go over. I think that's one more than you're supposed to. You're supposed to have three, right? Um, the first thing is you cannot build and maintain your foundation alone. Um, what I mean by that is a couple things. Uh, Genesis is not good for man to be alone. In Proverbs, it talks about iron sharpening iron. And I think we, God didn't give us these scriptures so that someday we could put them on a t-shirt and and wear a t-shirt because it sounds cool. Iron sharpens iron. Oh, that sounds cool. So does one man sharpen another. And we need men and women in our lives that are going to sharpen us, that are going to build us up, whether that be your spouse, that be the ones around you, your church. We just read about Acts. What was the thing in Acts, the main thing. As the church was going, they needed each other. They needed each other because they're going to face persecution. They're going to face trials. They needed each other to remain strong and remain together. Um, and in uh, Second Timothy, we also need... What I mean is you can't build your foundation alone. You also need the tools that God has given you to build that foundation and maintain that foundation. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us in what is true, make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Without God's, we need God's scripture because when we have that scripture that foundation in god if we know even if you know god is the lord of my life and and he is who i believe in and i know one day i'm going to die and go to heaven jesus died on the cross that is awesome and that is the foundation you need if that is all you know and you don't ever pick up the word and read it you don't ever come to church and be encouraged by someone speaking or worship with your brothers and sisters Your foundation can easily crumble because if you're only coming, even if you're only coming on Sundays and you're not reading and you're not daily strengthening that foundation, it will get weak. So that's what I mean by you cannot build and maintain that foundation by yourself. Lean not on your own understanding because your own understanding is going to be wrong 99% of the time. So you need things like the word that's going to teach us, correct us, rebuke us when we need it. And you need those around you that are also going to do the same. You know, I I go to Stephen for a lot of advice. And main reason for that is because I know Stephen's not going to say, you know, I got a problem with Hallie. Well, you might as well just leave her. (laughs) Just go down the road and, you know, he's going to give me godly advice from the Bible. And he's going to give me advice that's going to strengthen my marriage, that's going to help me not, you know, Make a bigger roadblock and problem. So, um, that's point number number one. Number two is never underestimate the impact you can have in the building or forming of someone else's foundation. Um, and I kind of mean two things by that. Um, as far as the first thing is is what you teach and sow into somebody else in the forming of their foundation. Um, And I'm going to expand on that. I think mainly about parenting. Um, I think about when I was a child and all that my parents did for me to help build a foundation for me so that when I grew up, I had that foundation in my life. I was talking to Kelly the other day um, about you can only lead your kids so far. You can only get them so far, and eventually, they're gonna have to make choices for themselves, and you cannot make your kids love God. You can't make them read the scriptures But what you can do is teach them about them. You can build that foundation while they're young and you can show them the benefits of reading your Bible. You can show them how you act in your life because you read the Bible, because you go to church, because you have that relationship with God. And so that one day when they're out making their decisions on their own, they say, you know, even if they go the wrong way, they're going to come back and say, this foundation's got you know, I'm going down the wrong path and I think about the prodigal son. And, um, you know, we also, everybody always talks about there's the father, there's the prodigal son, there's a the son that's there. But the main thing to me when I, when I read that, uh, kind of preparing for this is the, the prodigal son, he, he made his own choices. He wanted his inheritance. He went, did his own thing. And eventually he realized this is not where I should be. Where did he learn that at? You know, because if he knew no better, why would he not think that eating with pigs is all right? He knew no better. He knew better that what he was doing, the choices he made, they led him down a path he did not want to be on. But he also knew when he did screw up, he could go back to his father. His father was going to love him. Even if there was going to be consequences, he knew he probably was going to have to work it off. He's going to have to go work. But what did he do? He came back to his father. He knew his father was going to love him. There was safety there. There was security there. And that foundation that he, his father had instilled in them made him realize he's on the wrong path and he needed to go back. Um, and the second point on the impact you can have on somebody else's foundation is just by the way you live your life. Um, I was watching a video and... The guy's name is Jeff Struger. Um and you may have heard of him. He's a he was a ex Army Ranger, um, and if you've ever seen the movie Black Hawk Down, he's in that movie. Um, and now he's a pastor. And I was watching him pr- uh, share a message at uh, Liberty University, and he was he was sharing about how if you've seen Black Hawk Down, it's it's crazy. Um, you should go watch it and you'll see what I'm talking about. There's a huge firefight and it's a massive battle. There's bullets, bombs, everything's flying everywhere. And Jeff, he's a um, Army Ranger, like I said, so t- top of the top. And this is a moment where you can crumble, you can get scared. I would be. I, I mean, you're getting bullets literally shot flying over your head. And he said that. to, to anybody that would probably be one of the most impactful days of his life and in this video he was talking about how the most impactful day in his life was actually the day after that and the reason was because after that everybody that was in that firefight with him was coming up to him asking him why he was acting the way he was on the battlefield he wasn't scared he was not afraid he knew that if he died where he was going but he had that foundation on god and so he acted a certain way whereas everybody else that was scared that didn't want to die that even if they were hurt they were worried because they didn't know where that what was going to happen to them that was not the way he acted so everybody wanted to go see i want what that guy's got and he said at that moment he realized god had a different calling for him and that's when he became a pastor um but that really stuck out to me that you know there's times in life that you don't have to go out and say you know if i go out in the community and I always got to you know say Read scripture to somebody; they're going to get impacted. You go to work every day, and they're going to get impacted by how do you act, how do you treat others, how do you, how do you uh, act when a certain situation doesn't go your way? Do you get all upset? You start hollering, or do you, you know, is water off the back? Let it go, and we move on to the next thing. And that's, but by not by having that foundation in God, that is what's going to build that in you, so that when those situations happen, you can act accordingly, and not, you know, I'm not worried about it, because I know what the big picture is here, and that is God is Lord of my life. All these little things that happen to me, they're not as important, and I know where my strength and my faith comes from. Point number three, without a strong foundation, you will never be who God made you to be. <clears throat> Romans 12 um, I know we've all heard this verse many times. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Um, and so last, last week, I was actually sitting there and I looked at this table and I looked at it and I, God put it in my head that what was this table made for? For holding stuff. Look at what's on the bottom of this table. What's it made with? A strong foundation. Table, does it shake? No, it's good. It does what its purpose is, it holds stuff. What if that table was built with instead of steel, a pool noodle? It's not gonna hold, it's not gonna serve its purpose. It's gonna fall on the ground, it's gonna be just a piece, another piece of wood. Well, how many times in our life do we try to build our foundation on a pool noodle? And it just collapses. It, it, even if it's something that is good, you know, your family, uh, your, you know, your job, all of those things are good, but they cannot be your foundation because at some point in time, they are all going to fail you. You have the best family ever, eventually they're going to let you down or Eventually, they're not going to be there anymore. That's just the fact that you cannot build your foundation on things that are going to pass away, that will not be there, and that eventually are going to let you down. They're imperfect. So you can only build your foundation on something that is perfect, that will not change, that will always be there. And um, Ephesians... Should have marked this one, this one I didn't mark. <clears throat> so we we build our foundations on something that's firm, and then you be are able to come become who God made you to be. For we are God's masterpiece, created us, He created us anew in Jesus Christ. So we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. God has a plan for your life. And if you're not seeking him, if you're not building your foundation on his word, knowing what he's saying, knowing what he's telling you to do, you're never gonna be able to be who he intended you to be. I always wanted to be in the NFL. Eventually there became a time where that dream went away <laughs> for, for multiple reasons had had my life goal been to all I'm going to do is bake it to the NFL. And there's nothing wrong with I'm not saying don't have dreams because we all need to have dreams and goals and things that we want to attain because I also think that that's from God. But you need to make sure that they line up with what God wants for you because when they don't, they will not be fulfilled and they will not be prosperous. So, um, that's that's really one thing that table stood out to me. It's like, man, that, that's just a piece of wood. And the world, you look at the world, everybody's the same. Everybody's going out and they're they're struggling and they're trying to find answers. How many times do you see, well, what's the answer to life? Right here. It's not that hard. It, and we make it. Like, we don't have the answers. We have the answers. We just don't want to follow it. We don't want to build our lives on it because it's going to make us do something maybe we don't want to do. Maybe we're not comfortable doing. But in the end, it's more prosperous for us. So, uh, without your strong foundation in God, knowing what he's saying following his word, we will not be who God wanted us to be and and ultimately will not be as successful. And success doesn't mean money or fame as successful in the eyes of God for who we're supposed to be. Point number four, my last point here. Um, Your foundation will be the compass for the way you live your life. 2 Timothy 2. Verse 15 through 19, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who, cor- who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless, foolish talk and that only leads to godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer as is the case of Hamanius and Philetus. They have left the path of truth claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred in this way, and they have turned some people away from the faith. But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription, the Lord knows who are his, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Your foundation is gonna lead you on a certain path. If your foundation is built on money, your path is going to lead you down ways. I need to get money. I need more money. That's not going to be a path you want to be on because if that's your driving force, there's going to be, there's lots of ways you can get money and many of them are not good for your life. But when God is your foundation, you're building your life And your compass is going to go on the path God has for you because you're always going to be seeking him. You're going to be praying. You're going to be reading his word. And that's going to be what directs you in your life, in your marriage. And when you're parenting with your friends, that's going to be what you build your life. And it's going to be where you go down that path. Um, And the last part I wanted to to point out here is in Matthew 7, um, where, where this verse is? Matthew seven is the very last part of the Sermon on the Mount. So you've got two chapters here of the greatest sermon you will ever hear. You talk about drinking out of a fire hose, and this is the epitome of that. There is so much in here. Stephen just talked about, you know, a one hundredth percent of it. Um, but where is Matthew seven twenty four building your solid foundation at? It's at the very end of that sermon. And if you go back and read the beginning of the Sermon Mountain, chapter five, there's a whole lot of stuff that Jesus is talking about here. I'm gonna give you a list. Uh, being salt and light, the law, anger, adultery, divorce, vows, revenge, giving to the needy, prayer and fasting, money and possessions, judging others, effective prayer, the golden rule, the golden rule, narrow gate, the tree and its fruit, being true disciples. All of those things are things that we encounter on the daily. We daily encounter probably some anger. We daily encounter, or should, prayer and fasting. We daily need to check ourselves from judging others. We need to be reminded of the golden rule. We are trees and we need to produce good fruit. So why does God, why does Jesus talk about building a solid foundation here at the very end? And in my opinion, I think he did it because all of these things he just preached on, if you build your foundation on him, the rest of these things are going to take care of themselves. You're not going to have to worry about adultery when you're seeking God. Why do I want to be with anybody else? God gave me Hallie. I don't want anybody else because that's who God gave me. And if I'm following God, I'm going to be reading his scriptures. I'm not going to be tempted by anything else or anybody else. That takes care of adultery and divorce. Vows, too. You got that, too revenge, giving to the needy, money and possessions, all of these things that dictate, we let allowed them to dictate our lives. But when you build your foundation on God and allow him to dictate our lives and allow him to lead us and guide us, you don't have to worry about all of these things that Jesus just talked about. All of these things fall into place in their proper place. Because there is a money and possessions. That's huge. We need money. We need possessions because without them, we cannot do some things that God needs us to do, that God calls us to do. But there's a right way to handle it. And by building our foundation on on God, we do not let that money take over our lives. We instead use it to fulfill what God wants us to fulfill with it. Um, So that's why I think he had it last in here. And I think, you know, it says at the end that they were Amazed by his teaching because it was with real authority, unlike anybody else. Well, duh. Um, So that that's really what God's been working on me here um, is building a foundation, maintaining a solid foundation in Him, in every aspect of your life, and you will see changes in your life with the way you treat others, with Uh, your, your happiness with the way, um, that you view, you know, reading the Bible is not a chore. We, we get to read God's word. We get to come to church. We get to worship. We get to do all those things. And when you change your perspective on them and have them built in that strong foundation, um, I promise you, you'll see good results. So, um, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, Andrew, you can come on up and get ready. And we will close in prayer. I hope you got something out of that. If you're a guest, uh, welcome. And please come back next week because I promise the preaching will improve. Uh, It won't be me. So Um, let's close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. We thank you that we are able to build our foundation on you that, that there is no no one like you, that you are good, you are perfect, you are right, and and you are the best foundation that we're ever going to find, God. That when everything is crumbling around us, that we stand out in a world, God, in a world of sin and a world of hate, God, that we stand out and we are love, we are kindness, and we are a light to the world, not because of our own power, our own strength, God, but because we are built on your foundation, God, that you we allow you to shine through us and you are our guiding light God and we thank you that you have given us your word that we can read that it is good God that is here to rebuke and correct us when we need it so that we can continue to seek you in all that we do Um, for those that aren't here today God we pray pray for them Uh, if they're traveling safe travels if there's any sickness please uh Remove that sickness and everybody be back happy and healthy. Um, And as we leave here today, we pray that everybody gets home safely and enjoys the rest of their weekend. And they don't worry about Monday because Monday is going to bring enough worries of its own. Uh, We pray all these things in your mighty name.